Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. To the twilight of American Godcast. I'm it's, Alex. I'm Justin. It's so close to being done. I'm Pete. Oh man, that was Pete. That was the bit that you've been waiting until the last episode to go with. Just your name. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to come along with us on this God journey, pretending to be a God. Yeah, me. Pete. Why don't you, Pete? Why don't you believe? Do you believe, Pete? Yeah. Do you believe in God? Do you God? Do you have Do you have faith, Pete? Pete, yep. do you have faith? Oh, you do have faith. Oh, there you go. All right. Nice. Which Jesus do you believe in? <laughs> uh, I like the Mexican Jesus who got shot. That was my favorite Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, All right. Bummer. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, uh, this is American Godcast, a after show podcast for Stars as American Gods. And this is the last one for a little while, probably, unless oh, I guess something comes up. Uh, but the final episode was broadcast tonight on Stars on the first season. So we're going to break that down. Spoilers here. But to get you guys caught up, there's actually a lot of stuff you need to know with this episode, which I thought was pretty cool for, you know, not unexpected for a season finale, but nice that so many things came together. So real quick, Shadow Moon is a ex-con. Actually, Justin, do you want to really quick uh, recap what happened so far? Do you feel Uh, sure sure to do that? Okay, go for it. I think so. Uh, Shadow Moon's just a regular guy who uh, he went to jail, and then his wife, while he was in jail, was dealing some suicidal thoughts after they had... uh, tried to rob the casino where she worked and it didn't go well because of what we found out in this episode, some influence from different uh, aspects. Um, so she ended up getting involved uh-huh. with his friend, Dave Cook, who's a comedian. Um, who, I don't know if you have seen the show Tour Why guys. do we... You don't need to bring up Dave Wait, Cook. okay, sorry, just to interrupt uh, you. It, it basically, I feel like if you've seen... I thought we were doing a recap. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, well, just to simplify it, if you've seen Game of Thrones, that's basically all you need. To oh, know. yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Let's so in Game, of, in Game of Thrones, there's a land called Westeros, and what happened was um, it was ruled by the uh, Targaryens. And then, oh, what's that? I continue with this bit. <laughs> this isn't a bit. This is reality. This is, how I, this is how I think about everything. Yeah, everything is in relation to tourgasm and Game of Thrones. Oh, man. If only there was some way of bringing them together. Pete Page is a good friend of mine. His favorite movie is um, is um, Billy Madison, and he <laughs> unbelievable. Wait, is it Billy Madison or is it uh, Tommy Boy? Yeah, it depends on the day. <laughs> See, because I always said Tommy Boy, and then he's corrected me a couple times. It's not his favorite movie. Oh, okay. It's just the movie he's always watching. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably favorite would probably have to be Ghostbusters. Oh, that's nice. Wow. So you're varying it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, going from relatively newer SNL stars to original SNL stars. Yep. Nice. Game change. Man, what a, as if there wasn't enough big revelation in American Gods episode uh, eight, our podcast episode eight, we learned that Pete likes Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Mind honestly blown. So, uh, just to give you guys a real recap, yeah, uh, that's exactly oh, Alex. Oh, Freudian slip. Oh, geez, I don't know. Some shit happened or whatever. Uh, so, gods are real. They exist in America. We've met a bunch of them over the course of the show. Uh, Shadow Moon is this guy who has been traveling with a god, or we assume a god, and we kind of found out the answer to that. Not kind of. Yeah, we, found we did the answer to that this episode. We'll get to that in a second, Pete. <laughs> Uh, called Mr. Wednesday. And Mr. Wednesday has been gathering these old gods in a fight against the new gods. And along the way, we've also heard all these different stories about all these other gods, including one named Bilquis, who has a habit of sucking people into her vagina and sending them to another dimension. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think let's start... Well, should we start with her or should we start with Mr. Nancy? Who do, who do you think? Yeah, start with Mr. Nancy. That was the start of the show. I yeah, mean, sure. we got we we got Orlando Jones back. I was so happy that it started with him. Uh, yeah, he is amazing in this show, and it was cool that he got to uh, kill it once again. Yeah, I thought this was great. So we start off in Mr. Nancy's suit shop where he's making suits out of spider silk for Shadow Moon and Mr. Wednesday so that they can look particularly natty when they meet. Easter, natty, natty. When they meet Ostera later on in the show, uh, but before they can do that, Mr. Nancy tells them a story, which is exactly what Anansi always does. You know, he's a spider god, he's a trickster god, but he's the god of stories. So it's great to see him doing that. This is kind of jumping ahead of his story, but my one disappointment there is Anansi always tells his stories in the myths to get out of something. You know, he'll yeah. he'll trick a leopard or he'll trick a tribesman or something like that uh, with the story, and that's how he kills time before he can think of a plan. So it was a bummer that uh, Mr. Nancy wasn't tricking them in some way, unless he was. We don't I, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, could, we, he could be. It, sure. He might, have been, he might have been tricking an exterminator who was about to uh, <laughs> give him the old poison spray. Yeah, some sort of ghostbuster or something. <laughs> uh, great spider choreography in this episode, first off. Great choreography across the board. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the bunny choreography later was also tight. <laughs> exactly. Spiders and bunnies, man, my two favorite yeah. animals. That's great. I always, keep, I always keep a lucky spider's foot on my uh, keychain. <laughs> Have you ever seen one of those uh, bunnies who has eight spider legs and crawls around on the ceiling and spins webs made out of eggs? Oh, only every night in my nightmares, <laughs> Alex, ever since you told me that story. Yeah, I want to apologize, by the way, that I keep crawling into your house at night and whispering <laughs> that into your ear while you're sleeping. Uh, he's not sorry. <laughs> no, and I, I have to keep telling you a story to get out of the jam. Hey, if you stop eating that jam, maybe you won't have to get out of it. So Anansi tells the story of Bilquis, and we find out why... Yeah. We've been seeing scenes with her peppered uh, throughout the show. What did you think about this revelation, and what did you think about her story in general? Well, I thought it was a great way to kind of talk about the old gods versus new gods kind of. We've been getting kind of piecemeals of the story, and what's nice is this, uh, in particular story, really kind of opened everything up and kind of uh, laid out the, kind of the plot of the series uh, really well in that one story of Billquist. Holy shit, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, I thought it was a nice way to connect the old gods to the new gods finally. Yeah. Uh, with uh, her, her story about her, her original goddesshood and then mm-hmm. um, meeting Technical Boy when she's sort of fallen from grace. Um, I also, I mean, she went from having these great, like, sex meals to having these, like, shitty sex snacks. Yeah. And she'd be pulling in, like, little guys here and there. Yeah, and I yeah. get it. That'd be, that would bum me out. Right. If instead of you were having, instead of eating three full meals a day, you were just having, like, a bunch of Dorito crumbs here and there. Not fun. Exactly. I know. Um, also, if someone asks you if you know where the bathroom is, just say no. That was almost you a don't. Ghostbusters quote, but not yeah. quite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're a real fan, Pete. Oh, I could quote you the whole movie from start to finish, bro. Yeah. I used to date a real Dorito crumb, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, man. Yeah, gross, dude. Uh, yeah. So uh, let me run a theory by you guys. Uh, I'm not totally sold on this, but Bilquis comes over to America of her own volition. She flies on an airplane to come here because things have gotten pretty bad back in Ethiopia and eventually Tehran. Um, Versus some of the other gods that we've seen in the show who have come over with followers. You know, there's been different ways we've seen that. We saw the Native American god who eventually was forgotten and crumbled to dust or... Uh, we've seen Mr. Nancy who came over with the slaves. Granted, they all died, but they brought him there. They sacrificed themselves for him. Um, I, I, my theory is that part of the reason she is so low down and able to be controlled by the new gods is that she didn't bring those worshipers with her, that she lost all of them. Does that seem fair? Yeah, I think that's a good theory. Um, also, I I feel like her story charts the way that sex is has changed in the 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 span of her her time. Like seventies, lots of free love. Then right around the, as the eighties starts, we see like STDs started to become a much larger thing. AIDS, all that, and they they touch on that a little bit. So I think I think they were trying to to map that idea mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that actually that sequence had one of my favorite shots in it where they established the time on her sneaker. Uh, yeah. Which yeah, was great. Was cool. Yeah. The, in case you missed it, there was a quick 
2013 sewed on her sneaker as she was stumbling by, so you knew which year it was, which was pretty cool. Uh, why do you think, though, why, other than the fact that she seems to be some sort of assassin or somebody they're pulling over to their side, why are the new gods trying to recruit people, the, specifically the old gods? Well, I think they're, they're trying to take over. They're trying to kick the old gods out and kind of go with their agenda. So they're either get on our side or we're going to crush you later. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. I think they're trying, they're like, well, Bilquis is in a, she's the queen of Sheba, but she's out of luck. You know, mm-hmm. people not aren't boning like they used to in a big room. And so now, uh, now they can bring her over and it's an easy win for them. They don't have to fight her because she's with them already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess this kind of gets into Mr. Wednesday's final speech towards the end of the episode, or second to final speech. But part of the idea that I took from it is that they're converting them in a certain way. You know, they're upgrading them. So Bilquist becomes Tinder. She becomes, you know, a dating app instead of what she was previously. And in a similar way, we saw, we talked about this the previous episode, but Vulcan upgraded from the god of fire to the god of fire arms to become more of this modern god. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. I think they they tried to do the same thing with Mr. Wednesday, too, right? Can we call mm-hmm. him by his real name? Pete, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, let's call him Odin. Yeah, all right. So, Oh, he's Odin. Yeah, I know. Yeah. See, I didn't catch on to it when they showed him. <laughs> Fuck that, you guys. That missile that said Odin on it. That that was too subtle of a hint for me. But uh, I thought he was Garfield because of the days of the week thing. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like it was Wednesdays. I thought it was like Wednesdays. Oh, Mr. Wednesday, Mr. Monday. I hate Mondays. I like lasagna. Yes, he was. Yeah, he, he did mention always he loves eating. It. Yeah. yeah. Lasagna, yeah. yeah. Fuck. I guess he's not the god of Garfield, John. Um, he's he's Odin, the um, the not character that's Odin, Odin, who's Odin. in comic books and in comic book movies, and is right at the top of our base of knowledge. <laughs> god damn it, Pete! Uh, so uh, yeah, whatever, you know, man. Yeah, I guess when you have the answer, everything else seems so clear. But at the time, I was Odin was like, I don't know, it just you know, yeah. Now it seems so obvious, but we did give you a couple hints. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> did. Yeah. All right. So uh, we we see this Bill Quist scene. Uh, the reason I brought up the Odin thing, though, is they tried to do the same thing with him a couple of episodes back when Shadow and Mister Wednesday were being held in the police station, where they basically said, "Hey, we're going to make give you these missiles." You know, we're going to turn you into modern war versus old war. Um, So in that sense, I think what they're trying to do is slowly absorb everything. That's what Mr. World and his crew is doing. And Mr. Wednesday is saying, no, individuality, let's stick to our guns, sometimes literally. Yeah. But it's interesting because the new gods seem to have a, a real inferiority complex in relation to the old gods. Yep. They seem terrified of them. They are much younger. They don't quite, maybe quite understand how power works. Mm-hmm. But also the old gods refuse to change. Like, it makes a lot of sense to me watching that the technical boy in Bilquis scene. Like why wouldn't, even if she wasn't in dire straits, be like, oh, this is a great new way to worship through mm-hmm. this app. 
Yep. I mean, I'm not going to gather people to just dance naked for days on end in my temple because, first off, real estate, hard to get a temple. Uh, <laughs> second, like people just, you know, are into orgies as much as they used to be. I mean, are, aren't they? Uh, what life What life are you living, dog? I, I don't know, <laughs> man. Uh, I just, I don't know. You, you make it seem like you know that orgies are completely done. Well, but I'm talking back in like the when Bilkus was powerful, like orgies were like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Oh, it's it's Wednesday. I got orgy. So okay. I'm going to be there all day for the next week. <laughs> I'll see you in a week and then I'll be done with my orgy for the month. Sorry, you're you're I just lost track of the continuity. So your orgies last a day, which turns into a week and turns into a month. Is that how they work? I just. Alex, you've clearly never been to an orgy. Uh, <laughs> once you get started, it's hard to keep track of the time. Yeah, but I did. I did see eyes wide shut. Yeah, that's basically the same thing. That's like <laughs> be, that's like being at an orgy, seeing yeah. a movie. <laughs> when I took the uh, the purity test in college, I definitely clicked uh, been to an orgy because I saw why eyes wide shut. What's the purity test? The purity test? You never took a purity test in college? What school did you go to? Yeah, well, not like not like, like a real purity test. It was one of those things where you put what's down... What's a real purity test? Well, I'm not saying... I'm saying it's not like people were chanting and dunking you and things or whatever. It wasn't like a religious purity test. It was... Alex, what, what is this? <laughs> what, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you worshipping? <laughs> you guys really don't know about this? So... Uh, you you go online and you would take a test and you put down. Yeah, like, I really oh. don't know about a test that's called the purity test. <laughs> and you take all these, you would answer all these questions about sex stuff and drug stuff and whatever else, and you would get your purity score back. And the lower the purity score you had, the cooler you were because the more sex and drug stuff you'd done. Who did you do this for, and where are your test scores? I yeah. did this for uh, Father Michael, and it was, I can't say, I'm not allowed to say, he wouldn't like it if I said it. <laughs> wow, and this on Father's Day for you to, to say that. <laughs> yeah. Father Michael's Day, Father Michael's Day. <laughs> Every day is Father Michael's Day. Alex. Yes, it is. So anyway, past the Bill Quiz scene, uh, then we, we basically we get into the Easter stuff at that point, right? Uh, yeah, so I would. I would like have. To, uh, go ahead, Pete. Uh, I would like to say though, with the Easter, I mean, just when you think like the casting can't get any better, like uh, Kristen Chenoweth, uh, Chenoweth as as Easter on, just perfect, absolutely amazing. It, yes. Just, uh, I mean, the show. Every time there's a new god, I'm like, oh my god, who are they going to get? And then I'm like, of course, this is so such great casting. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And Kristen Chenoweth has worked with Brian Fuller and crew before on Pushing Daisies. Um, it was awesome to see her back again. And she just, like you said, she just worked so well with everybody else. Uh, it was also nice to, and this is jumping ahead, but oh my God, what's his name? Jeremy Davies. Jeremy Davies as uh, Jesus Prime was another yeah. Brian Fuller. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Fuller uh, alumni, um, but he he was great too. Just he was it. It's so little, but he was so funny as Jesus. It was excellent. So, Mister Wednesday drives over a bunch of bunnies, and they get to Easter's <laughs> house on Easter. Um, and these scenes are great. Uh, you know, this is this is a weird time for Shadow Moon because. 
last episode, he really came, well, two episodes, I guess, he came to terms with the idea of gods, and this is really about whether he believes in them or not. Um, What did you think about these scenes in Easter's house in general? I thought they were, I mean, jumping back a little bit, they have uh, Shadow and um, Mr. Wednesday um, have that sort of bitchy fight in their cool bathrobes while they're waiting yep. for their suits to be done. Yeah, right. Uh, about about belief as well and, like, what's going on here. And then, and then yeah, I feel like it pays off so hard um, with all these scenes. It was, it's just so funny and interesting, like, all these Jesuses chilling and, like, sort of awkwardly being like, what's your deal? Yeah. What's your deal? Uh, and go ahead. I wanted to talk about that scene in the beginning when when he's uh, they're fighting in their their nice bathrobes or whatever. Uh, I just thought that it throughout this episode you're like extremely pissed at Shadow Moon for uh, his. I and it's I know this is ridiculous because I didn't know it was Odin the whole time, but then he is saying like. He's literally telling him to his face that he's a liar, that he's a terrible person, and everybody agrees. And yet he is here doing all these things for this guy. I mean, at the time, he goes, oh, yeah, I was given this sword. You know, my friend was killed. No, motherfucker, you killed your friend, and you stole that sword. And then he hears him do that, and he does, like, a dramatic turn, but then doesn't say anything. I mean, it's... It's a little upsetting the fact that he's not sticking up for himself at any point. I don't... uh, That's definitely jumping forward really far into the episode, but talking about that scene where Wednesday is trying to sell things to Easter, I think Shadow is coming around to believing in Mr. Wednesday. That's the point we get to at the end of the episode, is that he has faith. He believes in Mr. Wednesday. He's finally supporting him. Um, and that's why he doesn't say anything, not because he doesn't have faith in himself, but because he has faith that Mr. Wednesday is on the right side and trying to but, do the right but thing. The pajama scene, he literally broke his contract. He was free for a couple of seconds there. He says, all I have to do is get angry at you and walk away, and this is null and void. And I'm like, finally, yes, good, do that. Get the fuck out of here. Shit's about to go down. And yet he's still like, oh, yeah, I'm just confused. And I was like, oh. Wait, but so that, you, you don't like Mr. Wednesday, Pete? It's not that I don't like Mr. Wednesday. I don't trust him to look out for Shadow Moon. So then are you on the side of the new gods? No, I don't like them at all. Are Whose you, side are you I'm on? I'm trying to be on Shadow Moon's side. Interesting. Well, Shadow just got on board with Mr. Wednesday, so where yeah, are you I at? Know. I'm not happy about it. Are you are you checking Twitter right now, Pete? No. Are you on Facebook? No. Are you recording a podcast over Skype? Yes. Ah, uh, then you worship the new gods. <laughs> that was quite a barrage oh, of questions. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't know where the where you were leading me on that, but that really. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not. Carp- I'm carving an idol out of ivory. So <laughs> I'm uh, a. You son of a bitch. I'm, uh, I'm sucking a bunch of stuff into my vagina. So let's. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys about these Jesuses, though. I feel like this is something we've talked about. Not. I feel like it is something we've talked about quite a bit over the past couple of episodes. But for you guys, 
being raised in religion how you were, how do you feel about seeing all these Jesuses and the way that they were talking about Jesus? It's something that we posited back when they introduced the Latin American or uh, Hispanic Jesus a couple of episodes back, but it's pretty clearly stated this episode that for every different way that people picture Jesus, there is a Jesus in this show. It's like they say, your own personal Jesus. Yeah, I I really like that. I thought it's very cool. Because, yeah, I mean, in different movies and different things, that kind of topic is broached that, you know, Jesus is, when you meet Jesus, he's kind of like he forms to what you want him to be a little bit. And I like this many faces of Jesus so that there is, for what people are, there's a Jesus for that. I think that's kind of cool and powerful. And also funny when you see just a bunch of Jesuses hanging out. It is funny seeing them all together. Pete, yeah. what would your Jesus look like? How would he be different? Um, yeah, I, yeah, he would probably be uh, half ninja. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, he would definitely be kind of like the floating on water Jesus, but also a ninja. Uh, oh, so you can just be, you can just worship Storm Shadow. Yes. Uh, yep, Alex, yep. what would your Jesus be like if you had one? He would look kind of like Daniel Faraday from Lost. Oh, oh. wow, cool. <laughs> lucky you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a lucky little boy. <laughs> Justin? Uh, my Jesus? Yeah. Uh, he would just be holding a skateboard but also on a skateboard. Like, <laughs> like a pretty cool Jesus, you know? And that's <laughs> how... Uh, backwards hat, he'd be smoking, like, not cigarettes, but, like, clove cigarettes, you know, like, <laughs> cool cigarettes. And, w- and when you'd look down, he was pulling a sweet 180 on you. Exactly. Because oh. uh, you, know you know who that second skateboard is for? You. Me. Whoa. Yes, for me. Whoa, Jesus. Awesome. Uh, I-, I don't know. I mean, to take it totally seriously, I really like this idea that and I think it's actually a pretty integral idea to the show. They play it for humor in this episode because all these Jesuses keep walking out of everywhere all the time, and there's just an yeah. increasing amount of them as we go. But this idea that the God who exists in your mind or in a group's mind is a God that exists, I think, is it probably a key thing to understand what is happening across the show, across the board? Would you guys agree? Yeah. yeah, but I got to say, I think that's a, a key difference between the old gods and the new gods, because the old gods are one aspect, and everybody gets together and worships that. Um, mm-hmm. As a, a deity takes on, a, like, a hundred or a, a thousand different aspects, it's like, what's the point? Like, if everyone has their own different Jesus that they worship, then technically they just worship themselves. So what, really, dude? Because if everyone's god is different... It's just they're just worship. It's like worshiping an aspect of themselves. They're worshiping their opinion, not mm-hmm. whatever this deity is. And so I think that's one of the major things that is between the old gods and the new gods philosophically. So do you then, Justin? Do you worship the new gods? Uh, I like I just said, I worship myself. Oh, okay, all right, got it. And uh, I'm the newest, freshest god. Now, while Shadow. It's really what, too much to unpack there to even fucking address that. Yeah, I'm 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 writing a book about our podcast, collecting all of our different takes. 
man. It's going to be taught at a local college. Great. So just to check, it's like a three-page long book and an hour-long course. <laughs> yeah, but there's like a bunch of quizzes, and we watch a couple movies. Nice. Sweet. We're watching the... Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> if someone I'm asks you if you're taking a car course, say, maybe I'm auditing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Cool, cool. Very cool. So while Wednesday and Shadow are trying to win over Easter or, or Stata, they, uh, Laura and Mad Sweeney also show up trying to track down the person who is going to bring Laura back to life. And that person happens to be Easter at the same time. Um, and right. we find out, uh, I thought the scene was great. I loved I love not just that everything is coming together, but also seeing Laura and Mad Sweeney relate to Easter in a different way than Mr. Wednesday and Shadow were. I, yeah. While both things are going on simultaneously, I thought this was very cool. And I also, I loved how the information that Mad Sweeney had set up Laura's demise was revealed. Yeah. Yeah, also, I agree. Like every time the bunny comes up to Easter and like whispers something in her ear, it was amazing. Just absolutely that like she's keeping tabs on everybody at the party and the bunny like informs her of all the shit going down. It's fantastic. If a bunny walked up to you to give you some news, <laughs> would you be like, cool, thank you? Yeah, of course. I'm well, sorry, I, I have like... to go deal with a bunny situation right now. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I know you guys... You guys don't watch Doctor Who, right? No. Okay, so... What the fuck do you think? <laughs> why why but, is that relevant? It's relevant because this week's Doctor Who had a weird running joke about crows talking to people and telling them things, and then the next day, bunnies are running around and telling people things, so... Okay, Alex, well, we don't bring up other shows on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just All right, I'm sorry about that. We don't bring up other shows except for Game of Thrones and any other one except Doctor Who. <laughs> You're right. Oh, yeah, Justin, now you get a little upset when people bring up random shit. Does it bother you a little bit? Only Doctor Who. Again, don't get it's, that. it's not random shit. I'm relating. Never mind. You know what? I give up. It's the last episode. You guys win. Yeah, I've broken velvet. Right, Pete, I'm going to ask you a question then that I think you will love to answer. Oh, now that Laura knows that Mr. Wednesday is the person, or rather the god who set her up, and he... <laughs> He, because he's a god, is preventing her from being resurrected. Do you think Laura, with her undead super strength, could beat the shit out of Mr. Wednesday? I don't know. I mean, can a dead zombie take on Odin? I don't think so. But the way she's kind of throwing things around, I'm, I'm rooting for her a little bit. Uh, I did love the line that she had when she had, uh, uh, you know... McSweeney there by the nuts and she's like I know I want to hear you say it I thought that was such an awesome line like I love how much you love her now uh I don't love her now you love her nope nope uh but you're the Pete, you're, you're the for in this you're episode you're the Dane Cook Pete you're the Dane oh, Cook fuck you you take that back you, you know what, you know what this day. is like you take that back <laughs> all all I'm saying not to interrupt Pete, but this episode, your feelings about Laura, it's the last episode. It's kind of like she gave you a goodbye BJ in the car right before she <laughs> left. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what oh, happens. Man, I don't know, dude. Uh, yeah, I. she does not 
deserve to be with Shadow Moon, but she deserves uh, to be with you. No, she definitely. I just also like. Well, I, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead, but like the way that you we know, talked about cool. the end of the episode. I don't think there's any jumping ahead at this point. All right. Well, I'm just saying the part where she was like, "Excuse me, I want to talk to my husband." Was like, "Oh shit!" It was such a cool moment. Oh yeah, that is jumping ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the uh, the new gods show up at the party as well. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say this. A lot of shows do sort of forced. Uh, uh, situations where everyone arrives. Yeah, yeah. And this actually, I thought, was executed very well. It felt like pretty Yeah, it didn't feel forced, and it didn't feel like, oh, why are they there? Oh, it's because it's the last episode. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it felt a lot like on Gossip Girl when everybody would end up at the same event at the same time. Oh, shut fuck up. What? Oh, right, I gave up on that. Never mind. Go go on, Pete. Go on. No, you... You so we get we, we get media showing up with some putties, which were a great Power Rangers reference, I thought, <laughs> uh, who then dance around just like the putties and Power Rangers do. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's important. No, no. Oh no. Okay, great. Pete, what about why? this? Odin. Odin sounds a lot like Odie, who's Garfield's friend. Oh, Mr. Garfield. That's I made Mr. the Garfield. Odie reference earlier. You, you oh, can't. so you, you support my theory? No, I don't support your theory. No, I'm, I'm just, just, just going to throw it out there that Laura Moon, if you take the moon and you put it in front, it's Moon Laura, which sounds like <laughs> Laura, normal, normal, normal. Oh, and wow, she, she got sent to a desert, which is like being sent mailed to Abu Dhabi, which <laughs> is what Garfield always used to do to normal. So I'm, I'm on board with what you're saying, Justin. Yo, and let me just say for, to all the listeners, nobody fucks with us on Garfield continuity. <laughs> we know it da- top to bottom. We can talk normal. We can talk U.S. Acres. We can talk all that oh. shit. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so the new gods show up. And to not throw down, but actually to try to recruit Easter. And yeah. I, I don't know. I was a little worried about final confrontation in the episode, particularly because knowing that we're not going to get this real final confrontation for a while, if not seasons, I was a little nervous about how they were going to wrap up this particular season. And I thought it was great. The end of the episode from this point on, from when media showed up on was awesome. And it mixed dance sequences and action sequences and incredible monologues. And it was thrilling. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it was so powerful. And also, like, for me, it was uh, such a great thing of, like, you want to know who I am? Then just, like, this is who I am, you know, with all the, you know, theatricality of, like, the old God. And, man, it was it was very powerful and super cool. And, like, the ramifications of that fight was also pretty huge. Yeah, I mean... Uh... For, if you guys uh, watch the episode, to recap, Odin uh, reveals himself, and then Easter takes away spring, which yeah. is, as we know, a pretty like sexy holiday. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's uh, season. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a holiday if you take vacation for a very long period of time, which yeah. I do. It's a three month long holiday oh. and orgy. Oh, nice! Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Is like what I always like to say. <laughs> and then um, we so we have uh, 
we have technical boys show up and then also Mr. World who's like, this isn't going to be a war. This isn't going to be a war. And then Mr. World says, it's a war. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's hot. Oh, it's a war. I uh, hope- and have you thought about this? Mr. World, Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull. Think about <laughs> it. Oh, oh man. Pitbull is a dog. Like Odie's that. a dog. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, it's all starting to come together real big time. Um, this was great. I love the dancing from the putties, if we can call them that. Uh, I loved Gillian Anderson versus Kristen Chenoweth in this scene. I could watch an entire series of just that. Crispin yeah. Glover, creepy as always. Uh, the way Technical Boy popped out between the putties was awesome as well. Um, Mr. Wednesday's monologue, too, just laying out the differences between the new gods and the old gods. Ian McShane is ridiculous. He is one of yeah. the most watchable actors yeah. anywhere. And the way that he delivers lines, his pauses, the way he drops his tone on certain words, it's fascinating. It's like watching Shakespeare, uh, you know, which Definitely. means that somebody terrible will probably interrupt it any second, but otherwise it's yeah. pretty good. I have some protesters about to interrupt this podcast here at my house. So. Oh, are they? I'm trying to keep them locked up. All right. Well, just tell them we're only halfway through. So whatever subtext they think is going on is not the actual text. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, I feel like Ian McShane's secret to acting is he always seems like tired and sort of sick of it. So he just like grumpily acts his way through so many scenes. Don't try to take him down a peg. You son I'm not of- taking him down. I'm I, he's amazing. But if you watch him, he's just like, let's just say the lines and get out of here. Uh, and I think that works very well. Technically. Yeah. Yes, the secret to his acting is how that works. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, what else should we talk about? I think you mentioned the end of the episode. Laura sees Shadow. Shadow smiles at her. And they have to have a conversation. And with that, we're almost into season two, followed by one more scene Bilquis heading to Top of the Rock, which is not the name of it, but I've completely blanked on the actual name, as well as many, many more people. That was a weird note I thought to end on, just because I felt like it was not 100% clear exactly what was going on there. What did you guys think? Yeah, I think it was House on the Rock. House on the Rock, yeah. I mean, if and you... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, is that where Easter was? No. If you read the book, you know what's going on there. That's I did, but I forgot. Okay, yeah. I no, I wasn't saying you, I was saying to listeners. Basically, there is a confrontation coming at House on the Rock. And this is Oh, that's right, because that's where that's where they sent the Jin to. Yeah, exactly. Where we sent uh Celine to go find his Jin. Right. I mean, essentially that's a place where a lot of the characters are going to start to coalesce. Um, but the rising music and the fact that we only saw Bilquis going there and they had only mentioned it a couple of times, again, I felt like it was a strange note to end on versus Laura and Shadow looking at each other, which I thought was so great, and I didn't necessarily need that other scene. I agree with you. Maybe they were trying to give a shout-out to the book readers. I also got to say the thing that I had a problem with is who's having sex on, like, a Greyhound bus? Yeah, that's gross. That is very gross. That's one of the like top three worst places to to hook up. Yeah, but you know, whatever. 
Uh, yeah, I thought it. I, Clearly, I, Pete I, has done it before. Sorry, sorry, Pete. Yeah, I also. I mean, while we're talking about it, uh, I appreciated the fact that on planes in 1970s, if people just disappeared off the planes, they'd be like, "All right, yeah, that's fine." It was a wild time. It was a wild. It was time. crazy. People jumping out of planes, disappearing, going up vaginas and whatever. No, yeah. Well, that that used to be a, a code on the airplane. If someone got lost inside a vagina, they just check a box. <laughs> oh man happened a lot it happened wow. a lot uh, alright Pete were you going to say something else I was but then Justin blew my mind with that ridiculous wait Pete were you going to say the same thing that I said no no I was not no I was not uh, I just I liked it because you know part of me was like hey why isn't Bill Quist at this kind of like uh, rumble uh, at Easter's, and then I, I thought it was nice that, like, oh, yeah, that's right, there is another meeting going on. So that's what I thought the ending was about, that that wasn't the big showdown. we still got another one coming. Yeah, so. I'm, I mean, I guess, yes, that is what it is saying, but it just felt underwhelming after everything that came before, particularly the Easter sucking all the spring out of the world thing, which, you know, should have some repercussions, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Picnics are not going to be fun. No. Except for, for Pete, who can talk to ants. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that happened Pete's a couple ant. of episodes back. We established that. So, uh, All right, but guys. I, oh, go ahead. Wait, no. I have one more thing I want to throw out. So um, we were talked about this earlier, but I think this is a big theme uh, for this episode and maybe the series. Uh, we were talking about how uh, Mr. Wednesday lies and everyone's cool with it, jokes around yeah. about it. Um, but I would I would throw out there that all of the old gods lie. Um, Mr. Nancy is the Anansi, the god, is traditionally a liar and a trickster. Um, we have in this episode we see um, it, they point to Mr. Wednesday points to the fact that Easter has been sort of taking advantage of Jesus mm-hmm. to gain worshippers or keep her holiday alive, her day right. alive, even though it has nothing to do with Jesus. And initially, like her worship is not. Uh, not about uh, like Christian religion. It's it's beyond that. So she's lying. She's living a lie as well. And the new gods don't really lie. They're sort of they're direct mm-hmm. and they're uh, naive, but they don't lie. So I think that's an interesting. Yeah, but they're also evil as shit. You know, it's not. They might be straightforward, but they're not like. Uh, you know, I don't think you're. It almost sounds like you're saying they're better than the old gods. I'm not saying better, but I'm saying that's a huge distinction between the old gods and the new gods. The new gods are are trying to gain power. They're trying to do all these things, make these moves, um, but they haven't been lying. And like they they don't want to go to war. They want to like work it out. Yeah. So I think I think it's an interesting difference, and it makes it a little the lines blurred. Like we're on the side of Mr. Wednesday based on the narrative, but he's a bad dude. He killed yeah. his friend. He's a liar. He's definitely taking advantage of Shadow. Like, I think that there, there's a lot of questions there to be answered. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I think you're absolutely right. The And Mr. Wednesday kind of lays that out. He, We've seen all along that what the old gods demand is sacrifice. You know, they will give you what you want, but at the cost of your eyes or your lives or anything like that. You know, that's yeah. it. That's all they want, and then they'll make you happy once you're all dead versus the new gods who just want your devotion and that's it. But the difference also, the reason 
I think the new gods don't lie is they're all surface. They're all slick. You know, they are yeah. technical. They're, they're your phone. They're your computer. They're this TV screen that's not actually really giving you anything back. And like Mr. Wednesday lays out, the old gods do give you something back. It's going to cost you something and something really bad sometimes, but they are going to give it back to you. There's a cyclical nature to what the old gods provide versus the new gods who just take, 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 and absorb and absorb, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I mean, I feel like that points to a lot of uh, other conflicts. That's like uh, conservative, liberal, young, old. Like all these things are sort of at play here. And that's really yeah. it's really good that they've been able to preserve those ideas in this show. Yeah, I mean, overall, I've been really impressed with this show and uh, what they're talking about, how they're presenting it. I mean, this is, I've been really... Every episode, I can't wait uh, for the next. I've been eating it up. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on with our next section, which is Godmail or Gmail, if you will. You guys have hit us up. <laughs> Shut up. Glad you got to enjoy that one more time. Yeah, yeah. Before I die uh, for my God, Father Michael. Uh, you guys have been sending us your questions over Twitter at Comic Book Live or to our email, Comic Book Club Live at gmail.com. Let's kick off with something on Twitter. Adam Mann says, Hell yeah, I was right about Wednesday. He has been hitting us up all along. Now, Pete, we talked about this a little bit before, but how did you actually feel when you found out Mr. Wednesday was Odin? I was like, Oh, right, of course. Oh, damn. I'm, I'm dumb. Yep. <laughs> It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I feel like I've been very wrong about the book so far, so I apologize if I got this wrong, but I really don't think we actually find out he's Odin until the very end of the book. So again, this is another thing that got mixed around, but for the show's purposes, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we got Yeah, we kind of had to know. Yeah, by the end of the first season. Uh, how'd you feel about the reveal, Justin? I thought it was great. I think um, this show has... the sort of some of the harder scenes in episodes have been where they're being super coy and we don't know what's going on. So the more of that information we can get out there, the better to keep the story going forward. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. I wish I had read this one first, but this is from Ernie uh, to our email. Uh, this is a little bit of a long one, so hang in there for a second. Hello there. I wanted to write and say I quite enjoy your weekly analysis of American Gods. Thank you, Ernie. I always... Stop right there. That's worship. I love it. <laughs> oh. Feels good. Oh, Justin. Oh, Justin. Uh, I always, oh, I always find it enlightening. I also want to say I agree with everything Pete has said about Laura. There's a little worship for Pete. Yes. Ah, oh, Pete. Pete. Oh, I think Don't make this weird, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, get his me God voice are having an honest moment here. You guys <laughs> ruining it. His analysis of that character is spot on. I was quite happy when Mr. Moon <laughs> told his dead wife where to go and how to get there. Unfortunately, yeah. with one entire episode devoted to Laura and one whole episode that was supposed to be about Matt Sweeney but was actually about Laura's ancestor, I assume, it looks like she will still be around for a while. Um, I think uh, there's a second part of this, but just to mention already, yeah, she's going to be around without getting too much into spoilers pretty much until the bitter end. I think Justin... Well, Justin, you made the argument that, if anything, she's the second lead of the show, right? Fuck. Yeah, I mean, we, we've learned more about her, Fuck. like, internal thoughts, feelings, arc, than Shadow by a ton. Shit. Shadow's been a asking the same question since, like, episode two. Yeah. Laura is learning things, and she is making moves. 
Yeah. And something I realized this episode, which I had totally forgotten about, we never saw the botched casino job. So I feel like that's something we're going to flash back to and see at some point. Not because we need to find out the information about Mr. Wednesday coordinating it, but just it's it's a detail that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Got to see more of that Dane Cook. Oh, man, I hope so. It would would be quite a shocker if he came back. Uh, Just to continue with (laughs) Ernie's uh, letter, uh, in regards to Mr. Wednesday's true identity, we actually know it already. Uh, Chernobog flat out called him Wotan. As I'm sure the three of you are aware, Wotan is a millennia-old magician who happens to be an arch-nemesis of Dr. Fate. If anyone is unfamiliar with him, they can always just look up his entry in the DC Wikia. I am certain it will be revealed that Mr. Wednesday, or Wotan's Day, of, and the DC Wotan are the exact same character, so probably Laura is Dr. Fate. Um, now, Ernie, Whoa. I, I think you're wrong about the DC Wotan thing. I'm sorry about that, but you are correct. Laura is Dr. Fate, so there you go. Yeah, well, Wot- spoiler, what the fuck, man? That, yeah, that's a weird crossover. But uh, Wotan is another word for Odin, another way of referring to Odin. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he so. says a bunch of his names in his big monologue there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that said, Shadow Moon is Batman. All right, let's move back to <laughs> Twitter. Uh, this is a two-parter from Josh Golden. If a god of comic books was featured on the show, what would they be like? What powers would they have? Who would play them, etc.? Uh, oh, uh, the second part is, assuming it isn't just Gillian Anderson dressed like the Punisher. <laughs> uh, to Pete's answer. Oh, man. Uh, well, if it's the god of comic books, you know, uh, no, everyone who died would come back and there would be shitty reasons to die that we would all have to pay money for and then feel horrible about for years. So, yeah, yay, well, god of comic books. Yeah. Wow. I think the, the god of comic books would dole out information five to ten minutes at a time and then wait a month into before finishing his sentences. What yeah. a couple of bitter dudes. <laughs> Dude, I've been... Bitter, bitter dudes. I had my heart ripped out by the god of comics for many times. Uh, the god of comic books would be um, a Clark Kent type, hat, always taking off regular clothes and put revealing the superhero uniform underneath. <laughs> I think... The god of comic books would be Dan Slott because he told us to our faces he enjoys drinking the tears of comic book readers. I think the god of comic books wouldn't be named Excelsior. He'd be Excelsior, the god of comic books. (laughs) Uh, That impression really bothers me. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't bother me. It creeps me out. When you slip into that voice, it creeps me out. Uh, I do what I can. All right, uh, this is... (laughs) This is one from Ghosted Goblin on Twitter. A great username. If you're gonna, I'm sorry, Pete, but remember, this is a fan of the show who is writing in. Okay, and asking us this questions so and treat them nicely. If Frankencastle oh. and Mephisto, oh, had come ba- on, had a baby, would they create? Oh. Would they create an American God? Nope. Mm. I, I mean, I think the answer is yes, Pete. No. This it would a be a ridiculous uh, question. It would be the god of the new god of comic books uh, that doesn't make you feel bad, but only gives you exactly what you want. And at the end of every story, no, it would be a shitty god that would maybe last a couple issues, and then hopefully everybody would forget that they ever existed. But you two assholes keep bringing up the fact that it exists, so it <laughs> keeps living on. 
The only way reason Frankencastle is still around is because we worship it on our show. Yeah, exactly right. We give Frankencastle Frank power. Castle die, you sons of bitches. I, no, every time we say it, it's like leaving a little bowl of milk on our windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> a little bowl of precious Franken milk. Oh, God. All right, this, oh, is, uh, <laughs> uh, this is from Robert Wymore, who, uh, commenting on the finale in particular, says, Was bad should not be a season two. Now, what? what well, what, uh, clearly, Pete, you love the show. I think we have really liked the show. So we don't totally agree with Robert, but I'm curious to get your guys' bead on it um, because we came into the show with varying degrees of experience on the book. Um, how do you guys feel? Book better? Show better? How did it pan out? What are, what are your general feelings about this season? I would, be, I would want to talk to this guy about what he thought was bad in this episode. I thought it was a great... Uh, season finale episode also just a great episode in general uh kind of like set up these great things about the series and then in the last episode really delivered on everything it's been setting up i mean i don't know what more you would want on the television <laughs> um i mean yeah i i agree i think this show has been great i especially have loved the additional information, the tangents. Uh, I've said this a bunch. Um, I love that it feels a little bit like an anthology series where we're getting these really well-made, uh, like beautifully shot, well-written stories uh, in this universe, which is sort of our universe. So it's, I think it's great. That I want to see more and more. I would watch many seasons. Yeah. I, um, I, I think there were points where I felt mixed about this season, but the highs outweighed the lows and the meandering for me. Um, I mean, I think I mentioned some concerns like having two separate episodes that took veered away from the main narrative. Um, I think there were some things that don't quite work when they were updated from the book. Uh, and there were a lot of different characters we met and things that were mixed around that I thought were... Strange choices overall, but it's a gorgeous series that is beautifully acted um, with some phenomenal sequences throughout. So I'm happy that there's a season two. I'm sorry that Robert doesn't feel that way, but um, there's going to be a season two regardless. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, this Thanks for uh, writing in, Robert. Sorry we disagree, bro. Yeah, there yes, you go. And sorry about everyone else disagrees. and It's coming back for you, Robert. Oh my so God! Wow, Pete was well, nice about it. Don't just fight with Robert. <laughs> Pete is kind of like a new god, and Justin, you're being kind of like an old god. Don't uh, call me a new god. You're the you are I'm too yeah. old to be a new god. You're the god of assholes, which is a new thing that they did recently. No, I mean, you guys, worship, how do you worship the god of assholes, Pete? Uh, if they told you right in the episode, they said when you're angry, it gets shit done. I mean, that's my whole fucking deal right there, man. Anger is a gift. Uh, that's weird, man. What did you just get done with all that anger? His asshole. Uh, podcast? Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, cool. Well, you're not quite done yet. We got one more uh, question from Twitter from Ashy G. Says, are the American gods only in North America, or do they cover both Americas? What about American Samoa? Uh, great question, Ashy G. Do you guys have any actual information about that? Uh, well, I think that there, it's not, it's just, uh, the United States of America, I believe. It doesn't even count Canada. Right. Right. Uh, so, and I don't know about Hawaii. Where does that fit in? 
Uh, great question. I think that uh, I, I think this, I, I don't know how much we're going to get into spoilers here necessarily. I, I don't think we are at this point, but if gods are something that exist in multiple people's minds, I, I know you're asking a jokey question, Ashy G, but uh, I think the gods are all over the place. The ones that we're focusing on are the ones that exist in America, but I don't think it's just an American phenomenon. Yeah, Canadian gods are just like this show, except they're a little nicer. Yeah, there's uh, Poutine is one of the gods. <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> wow, Pete is so mad. That's that's the that's your breaking point. Yeah, yeah, that's my breaking point right there. I was like, as soon as Canada's brought up, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I I hear what he's saying. Uh, it would be nice to get uh, more perspectives and more kind of God points of view, but I think since it's called American Gods, that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah. Uh, nice. And just real quick, uh, Eric Stoltz is the god of American Samoa. <laughs> nice. Look, yeah, look it up. That's a good fact for you guys. Uh, cool. All right. Before we go, last time for the season, god of the episode. Who's your god of the episode? Pete, I'll go to you first. Ooh, this is a tough one. A lot of great gods in this app. Um... Man, who do I pick? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jesus on this one. I'm going to go with Jesus. I thought it was hysterical. You always do. You always uh, do. Please. And I also like the the little cookie with the hole in the hand. I thought that was a hysterical shot. Stigmata cookie. Great yeah. recipe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a fun bit that I very much enjoyed. Uh, you like floating pool, Jesus? I like floating pool, Jesus. My favorite moment, though, was when uh, Shadow Moon was like, uh, hey, do I know you? And he was like, yeah. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> yeah. That great. That was fun. Cool. What about you, Justin? Uh, it is a tough, a tough call. I'm going to go with media. What? Yeah. How did you not say Billquist after all your orgy talk? Because I've been there, man. Oh, God. I know Bill Quist. I've been I've been in that dimension for a long time. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, media is the most interesting. Um, I'm very curious about the new gods. Uh, I like the idea that the line about good and evil here is being a little blurred. And uh, gotta say, maybe media's got it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, both of you guys took my choice one after the other. So, uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Wednesday for this one, mostly because of his Odin speech, which even though I knew it was coming and knew exactly what I was going to say, it was so thrilling to watch. It was great. And all of his speeches, all of his monologues all across the episode were phenomenal. There was even that one line that he throws out during the bathrobe scene of uh, what is it? Believing is seeing which I just thought was such a nice turn of phrase. I know yeah, it, it was great. It was real good. Um, let's do one more thing before we go. What do you expect is going to happen in season two? What do you think season two is going to be like? Uh, well, I think we're going to, I mean, there's a big confrontation coming. I feel like there are more gods to be gathered. 
And uh, when war is declared, uh, there's a lot of small skirmishes that lead up to a big battle. So I think we're going to see some uh, individual one-on-one battles. I feel like, uh, what's his name, Cher uh, Cherborg uh, with his hammer. Chernobog. Cool, yeah, Chernobog. Uh, that'll be a cool battle. Um, maybe we'll see some uh, Vulcan feels like he's maybe more powerful than being killed so simply. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll see some more from him and then a building up toward Wait, a- you say beheading is a simple death. Yeah, dude, that's just your head. Oh, weird. Um, yeah. When you go to a coffee shop, you order, uh, you know, a, an iced coffee with some simple beheading in it. <laughs> C- cut off one head, two more grow in its place. Pete. Oh, nice. Okay. Pete, what are you expecting next season? Well, first off, we got to have the chat, the old husband and wife chat here that's going to set the tone for where Moonshadow is going to put his loyalty because he kind of had this thing where he's like, I believe, and she's kind of like, well, not so fast. You need to know the facts. So I feel like it's going to be season two is going to start with a split where Moonshadow is going to try to uh, dip from Odin there, and that's not going to go well. Did you say he's being followed by a moon shadow? <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Maybe I would say that. I nice. think I think next season Pete might actually call him Shadow Moon, but I don't want to, you know, cross my fingers too hard on that one. <laughs> uh, I think again without getting into spoilers too much, um, yeah, I don't think we're going to see the final confrontation because we know that there's at least 3 seasons of this show. So I'm really curious what they're going to do. I do know that if they do follow the book, there's going to be a pretty major side trip, which I was actually expecting that's where they would end the season. So now I don't know where that's going to happen over the course of this three-season plan. Um, but there's a pretty major sequence that takes a bulk of the book that eliminates most of the major characters, and I'm really interested to see how they handle that chunk. Uh, so that'll be kind of fascinating. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to American Godcast. If you like the show and other shows that we do, you can support them on patreon.com slash comicbookclub. Also, we do a regular live show every Tuesday night in New York that's totally free and broadcast on the Nerdist Network that you can check out. So please do come on by. Even though it's out of season, we'll still talk American Gods to you. We'd love to do that. We love talking about gods. Father, Just ask the question. Yeah, just ask the question and we'll be there. If you call us, we'll be... I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Pete, what do you want to plug? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you know about all the amazing guests we have on our upcoming show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at Comic Book Club Live for the podcast and more. And remember, if somebody asks you if you're a god, tell them the honest answer. <laughs> You've worshipped us. Now we will rest. <laughs>